welcome to the Skeptic and the Mystic podcast. Your hosts, Heather and Deb, will dive into a little bit of the mystical, some of the spiritual, quite a lot of the unconventional, and we'll do it all with a healthy dose of skepticism. So if you know that you're holding yourself back, there are places in your life where you could be doing more of what you want to do, tune in, stick with us. We'll help you move past some of that skepticism and disbelief and open yourself up to some new ideas and ways to begin living the life that you truly want starting today. Okay. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. This is the Skeptic and the, Myst- the, skeptic and the Mystic, stutter, stutter. Um, our first episode of 2022. Hooray. Yay. Yeah. So we are going to talk about... Um, What has become a timely topic as far as it's always New Year's, people think, oh, I'm going to make some resolutions. Let's set some new goals. We have some differing opinions, not differing between each other, but um, we've talked about it before. We talked about how smart goals are dumb in our opinions, Um, but we have some different approaches to um, setting setting your goals, setting your intentions, um, restarting the new year. This is actually, I think we're recording on January 3rd. Yesterday was the second. There was a new moon. So it was the first new moon of 2022 was on 1222, which is kind of fun. So new moons, new year. There's a lot of in this moment while we're recording um, energy for renewal, energy for intention setting, which you can do anytime, right? Mm-hmm. The new year the calendar is an arbitrary thing that was thought up. And somehow we decide that that's when we want to mark new beginnings. Nothing wrong with that. But as far as setting goals, we have some tips and some what we think more effective approaches for achieving your desires. Yes. Yeah, I was um, texting with someone earlier today and I had sent her a, a song and for some reason the song just kept like every time I listened to it, I thought of her. And, you know, so I said that and she was like, you know, oh, I love, um, you know, I love, you know, I love that. And I was just saying how, like, I feel like it just really like helps me connect back to the feminine. And she was like, oh, yeah, like that's really helpful, especially like this time of year. And I was like, yes, I was like, because I was like, for me, like goals are so masculine, like it is you know, what, what are you going to accomplish? What are you going to crush? What are you going to like master? It's all about action. Yeah. Right. And it's like, once you do this, then you'll get this. And to the feminine, that is not like alluring at all, but within the world of personal development, right. It is like, it's run by masculine, the masculine men. Mm -hmm. So women think like, oh, I need to, to have my goals. And as a coach, and you know this, like, I don't set goals. I'm a coach. I don't set goals (laughs) Um, because it just, for me, it just drains my energy. And every client that I've worked with, I'd say out of a hundred, I'll just give a random number, like 99% are like, oh my gosh, this way feels so much better. You know, there's that one or two, that's a super high D on the disc personality. That's go strive, achieve, go crush it. Like super like okay, it works for some people mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 so I don't know what the song is because one of my things for a while now not just because it's new year's or anything but I am really working deeply on 
feeling into the feminine a lot more and connecting with that side of me. It's mm. definitely a phase I'm going. I mean, I don't even want to think it's phase. It's a, it's a, it's a direction I feel very strongly that I need to bring back into my life because we've, I think we touched on this a little bit, but um, totally different topic. Maybe we'll table it for next time. But um, I think as women, we in living in society today, like you mentioned, we mm-hmm. are in our masculine energy a lot where especially I'm a single woman and I have a house and I have a job and I have a kid and there's so much of my life that is doing and making things happen there's so little space for the softening and receiving and feeling and so that's that's my we'll talk more about why I want to feel that way but <laughs> yeah. you know that the average so cool. adult has five to 20 pounds of toxic poop in their butt <laughs> I know. I wanted to pull up the song that I had that I had sent to her. Um, it's the the name of the song is called "In Dreams," uh-huh. um, and it's by I'm going to mispronounce the name. It's um, Jal uh, Jagdish. Um, oh, okay. You know, I think I, yeah, I think I do know the song. Yeah, I'll drop the link in the comments if anybody wants to check it out. But uh, it's just if you just listen to it and close your eyes, um, it is it's so beautiful. Um, I I don't know. I find it so beautiful. So I'll drop that link so you can we all can check it out for anybody who's watching. Um, Yeah. So so that, you know, just I will say that like right there is, is one of the first things like when it comes to goals, you know, it's when we're trying to connect to something that's outside of ourselves, it's so much harder for us to experience it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we always want to ask, okay, well, whatever goal we're setting, what is the feeling that we're hoping to feel from it? Exactly. Because in the striving to achieve the job, the money, the car, the relationship, the thing, you're actually you think you want that because you think you're going to feel better by having it. Right. Or is you going to feel a certain way by having mm-hmm. it? Yep. Yeah. You might feel significant. You might feel accomplished. You might feel, you know, happy, successful. Right. But when you can get in touch with like, I want this so that I can feel, you know, X, Y, Z, then, yeah. then you can say, okay, wait, what are the things that I could do each day to feel the way that I want to feel? Right. And I even like to do the, ask five, you know, the five whys of why you want to get, keep digging deeper of the feel you're trying to get, mm-hmm. because why do you want to, why do you want the car so you can feel significant? That still seems a little bit ego driven. Why do you want to feel significant? Mm-hmm. You know, why do you, you know, keep going with the, are you really just trying to feel connected? Well, what right. can you do to feel connected? And I would say a tweak that I would make to the why is because I would tweak that a little bit and just say, you want to feel that. So that what, and like, Mm -hmm. just change with so that because our our mind, when our mind hears why it goes into defense mode and it gets up, Uh we go into our heads. Right. And we want to be in our hearts in the process. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to feel that. So that, because when we get why we're like, oh, I don't know. I got to think, I got to think. But if we can change it to, I'm going to feel this so that, oh, well, so that I can this, like it drops, helplessness drop down into our hearts. That's a great distinction. Yeah. I like that. That's my, you know, how many thousands of dollars of grad school right there. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, everyone. You just got your education. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) 12 years of grad school. (laughs) 
that's one thing. I mean, there's maybe two or three things that really stood out for me from grad school. And that was it is like, you know, not asking why, you know, and there might be a time and place for it, but overall, like it really just puts us back in our heads. So yeah. So mm -hmm. just saying what that's so that, you know, so that what, right. So yeah. So it's one is getting clear about what's the feeling that you want to feel. Right. And then the, the, the next thing is, is really getting clear about the identity that you need to take on in order mm -hmm. to create that experience. Yeah. Oh, and let me, let me say this too. So it's not like you were not going to have like, you know, a, a target, right. And I like to call them experiences and you know, this Deb, like there's a very big difference. If you say, you know, my goal is to make a hundred thousand dollars. Right. So right now, if you're watching, listening to this, just say my goal is and what insert, whatever your goal is okay? and notice how that feels in your body. And now say I am experiencing, you know, making a hundred thousand dollars or I am experiencing, you know, releasing 20 pounds and mm -hmm. notice how that feels. Okay? Our bodies, our, our bodies are subconscious. Everything is always going naturally going to go to things that feel more light, that feel more free, more mm -hmm. expansive. And so when your goals, majority of people are like, oh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then the experience like is so much more like, oh, I'm doing this now. I can feel this already. And you're, you're mm -hmm. feeling compelled to it. Right. And it's already like, I'm, 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 I'm this person. I can do this. But a goal, it's like, this is outside of me. Right? And we yeah. want to fall into the, our wisdom that we have inside of us. Right. Which then leads to like our identity. Like who is it that we need to be like to create the experience that you want and I, I know I've told this story before. I'll tell this story a thousand times because this is really the most perfect example of this is, is that most people don't do things um, because they're not in alignment with the identity. And so I had this client who she, this is when I was working as a coach for Tony Robbins. And she told me, she's like, you need, she was a chef and she wanted to create um, cooking videos on YouTube every day. And she was like, you need to, to text me every day to make sure that I did it. And I was like, oh no. Like <laughs> I have zero desire to do that. That is out of my pay range and like, like babysitting somebody like that. Like, no, I just, uh, no, and it's not serving you. I didn't say this to her, but I, I, what I did say, I asked her, I said, tell me something that you did that you're proud of. And she's like, well, being, being my dog's mom. And I don't know where my dog is. At the time I didn't have a dog and I did not understand this, but I still was like, okay, well, tell me about this. Now I really understand it so much more having a dog. But yeah. I was like, tell me about it. I, I said, when, when you got the dog, did you have the place where you got the dog um, call you every day to remind you to feed the dog? She was like, no. I'm like, did you call them every day and say, hey, I picked up the dog's poop? And she's like, no. I'm like, well, did they have to call you and tell you to take the dog out every day? She's like, no. And I'm going on with these questions and she's getting really annoyed with me. And I was like, well, how come you didn't, how come you didn't have to do that? And she's like, cause I was just the dog's mom. That's I, so I did just did those things. And I was like, oh, and I said, so you believe that you were the dog's mom. That was your identity. And you just did the things and nobody had to call you to tell you to do that. Right. And she's like, yeah. And I said, do you believe that you can influence people through your videos on YouTube? And she was like, no. And I was like, well, then that makes sense why you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. So then we had to, to 
work through and clear out all the beliefs that she had about her being, being an influencer. Mm -hmm. Once you do that, then it's like, oh, I'm making videos. Yeah. Right? So identity is everything, everything. That it's interesting too, because um, that is something that I think a lot of people don't actively think about, right? Mm -hmm. You don't think about, I mean, some of us do, right? But I, I think most commonly your identity is created based on what your parents told you, what school, what your church, your community, your life experiences, like you've created all these labels and descriptions of yourself. And you have some, you do have some ideas about who you are, but for the most part, unless you've actively sat down and thought that through, right? you, you aren't, you aren't creating it consciously. You're letting it be created for you. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a difference. Yeah. It's such a yeah. big difference. Yep. Yeah. So when it comes to goal setting, like the, the work has to be done first is the inner work, right? Is, is going clear on like what it is that you want to experience. And then instead of the how, okay, I got to do this step and this step and this step, right? This is the reason why, why, you know, two weeks after, you know, people set their resolutions, they're not doing the thing anymore. The gyms are empty, you know, all these things is because they're like, oh, I know all the how I just have to do this and have to do this. Well, why haven't they done it? Right? Because they, they don't believe that they can be that person. They haven't done the work to release all the gunk that's holding yes. them back, the trapped emotions, the trauma that keeps us swirling in that old identity. I don't believe that I could be somebody who can be financially successful. I don't believe that I can be somebody who has a body that I love. I don't right. believe, you know, I, I think there's a misconception that it's, it's all about discipline or willpower or that stuff is generally not effective for a lot of us, particularly, I would say more feminine beings, right? Like maybe more masculine beings can be like, I'm disciplined and I'm rigid and I can do this. That mm -hmm. might be a little bit easier of a tackle, but But I will say they're, they're always, I, I agree with you a thousand percent and there's always stuff that is like, if you don't deal with it, it's going to show up in your body. Right. Yeah. And if you're, you're doing the thing to prove your significance, to prove your worth, right. Then it will come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah. You know, and having worked in the world of personal development with, excuse me, with, um, you know, big names, not like work directly, but having been in, you know, company with big names, like you see it. So I saw it so much, like, yeah, you're super successful. And like, <laughs> and what? Yeah. And the things that happen behind closed doors, you know, is totally yeah. different. Right. And there's Are no, you, um, as to, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say it's like my, I don't even know how unpopular of an opinion it is, but are you familiar with David Goggins and that mm -hmm. whole principle, you can't hurt me and his method is so masochistic and it points to that where like that dude definitely overcame some things and had a ton to prove to himself and he can muscle through everything but broke himself down <laughs> like just like the the level of like inner pain it, it's it is very evident as as you know in your yeah. example there and it's yeah. not a method I would recommend to anyone. I know he's made a lot of money selling his story, but I'm so curious how that method has worked for anyone other than him. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and I, I know so. I mean, you know, I coach men. I, you know, it looks like I coach just women, but I do have male clients. And it's so fascinating because 
one, men always talk way more than women do. I can promise you that, right? Because they just don't have an outlet. So when they have somebody to listen to, they're like, ah, you know, um, <laughs> but when they are willing to like really deal with their, the pain and the hurt, like once they deal with that, then it's like things just flow so much more easily for them. And yeah. they're not in that like exhausted because I got to prove myself, you know, way. And it's so beautiful to watch it unfold in my male clients. I mean, my female clients, of course, but then my male clients too. It's so beautiful to see them like, sure, I've done it. And then I mean, like, no, wait a minute. Like, this isn't even who I want to be. Like, this is what society has told me. This is what, you know. And then once they start connecting themselves, it's like, then all of a sudden everything opens up because they're aligned with who they desire themselves to be. This is, this is the key to it all, right? So we'll, yeah. we'll talk a little bit more about getting to that alignment, but that is, that is, I hundred percent agree on that concept. Like this is what we're getting to figure yeah. out where the alignment is and those exterior things that you're chasing, they, you have to align with them before you can meet them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then let's jump into like what, like steps to manifesting, creating, you know, creating the experience that you want to have in this new year. Um, and this is a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about stuff that I've been learning um, through something I've known, but then like been put together in a really great way um, through this uh, through a course that I'm taking called Quantum Coaching Academy with Sarah Tynan. And I'm, I'm loving it because it's all the stuff that I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. Like this is stuff that I've been saying and teaching in some way, but she just puts it together in such a succinct way. Mm -hmm. You know, that when you're like, well, yeah, I knew that, but I could never articulate, articulate it yeah. you know, in the way. Yeah. So yeah. So the first step, you know, is to create, you know, an aligned vision an aligned experience. If you want to use the word goal, sure, go ahead. Um, you know, whatever works for you at the end of the day, you have to do what works for you. Yeah. Um, but how do you know it's aligned? Um, when, it, when it just lights you up and it feels exciting and it feels light. Right. Um, when it's misaligned is when it, when there's feelings of significance, like, look how important I'd be if I did this, right? Um, if it fulfills some kind of external perspective, like people will think this of me when I do this, you know, I'll get these kind of accolades. Um, and when it feels heavy in your body, like you just, it's like, okay, yeah, I got to do it. But you just seem like you're stuck in cement boots. Like that's yes. Mind, right? Um, I think that's true of so many things. The feeling oh, yeah. in you when it's a yes, you just you feel yourself kind of move forward to it, and when it's a no, you're like, ooh, <laughs> uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing you can tell when it's misaligned is if you have a lot of questions, how am I going to do this? How is it going to happen? Right? When it's aligned, you're just like, okay, gonna do it. And I will say, I'm curious, I want to share an experience when I had, when I, I mean, I've had a bunch of them, but I, when I can say like, I for sure was so aligned um, and like, it just was, it's, it was something that was seemingly impossible, um, but it was so aligned. Um, so I'm going to share my story, but when you think about something, if you have an example of something like that, something. Um, but years ago, I've talked about this before I had, I was standing in um, baby cakes bakery in New York city on broom street in the lower east side and I, it's because i just so clearly remember like where i was standing at the counter it's a small bakery so it's not that hard but i remember right where i was standing and i've just got this very clear as 
and I didn't know how to describe it at the time, but now it's like people talk about having downloads and yeah. I'm like, literally it was like this, this thought came down into my head and was like, you're going to open up a bakery one day. That's, that's free of gluten, dairy, egg, soy, corn, and refined sugar. And I, the bakery that I was in was a vegan gluten-free bakery, but it wasn't free of all those other things. And it was like, you're going to open up one of these, but free of all these other things. Now who in their fucking right mind right, is going to open up a bakery free of gluten, dairy, egg, soy, corn, and refined sugar. Like anybody who knows anything about baking is like, why would I do that? <laughs> why? Right. But I was just like, oh, okay. And then I got on like and started recipe testing and it wasn't easy by any stretch of the imagination. I worked my ass off and it was just so clear that I was like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. Like, that's who I am. Right. And so I just worked all day and recipe tested all night until somebody came along and said they wanted to invest in it. And I made poor business decisions <laughs> along the way, for sure. Could have tapped in a little bit more. Um, but like I, I busted my butt, worked 80 to 100 hour weeks, you know, and had the bakery. But I never worked a day. Right. right. Because it was just who, who I was like, I was the creator of this. I was the yeah. person that this thing birthed itself through. Yeah. I was the vessel for it. And so like, it was just so aligned. Like I was just like, well, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I had people who were like, that's impossible. How are you going to do that? How are you make stuff without gluten or dairy? And I was like, well, it's easy. Watch you me. just do some other yeah. stuff. Right. right. And that's not shit. Is good. Um, yeah. I can put the link to my cookbook in the, in the notes, <laughs> but um, it like, I just, it just was like, yeah, this is what they're doing. Yeah. And so this is like, you know, it's aligned. Like it just feels light, feels exciting. You don't, you, you don't have the questions of like, how am I going to do this? You're just like, I'll do it. Yeah. I will say I'm in one of those moments, like as we speak that, I mean, like when you were saying that, I mean, I've, I've had others, I think, but um, most significantly, it really is moving into this space of doing this work. And, um, you know, I bought these crystal bowls and like been doing tons of sound baths and teaching more classes and teaching more yoga and just like in like in this moment like experiencing meeting key people in semi-random ways mm -hmm. and doors just flinging open people asking for me to do stuff versus me being like can I do this can I do this come on yes. please you know <laughs> so and and the more that I have just been like all right, I'm just going to sit back and kind of, of course, yes, I do have to put some effort into creating a business. But as you said, it never feels like work. Yeah. Because I have a full-time job that I don't mention much when we're on here. I've been off from that job for, I don't know, more than two weeks because it's the holiday season. And I've been working the whole time on other stuff, but I don't feel like I've been working. And right. that's I'm like... This is, this is how it's supposed to feel. Not yep. that I don't enjoy my full-time job. If anybody that is involved in my full-time job is listening, I do love it. <laughs> but, um, but this is, this stuff does, it feeds my soul and, mm -hmm. and I get to earn some money for it. So it's wonderful. Yeah. It's aligned. It's aligned. And then even I'm learning to receive the money graciously for the work that I'm putting out right? Yeah. Because yeah. it feels like aligned work. So it doesn't yep. feel bad taking the energy exchange for it. Yeah. 
I love that. So you just like segued us into a great, the great second point, right? Is so, so step one is just, you know, creating alignment. And that does take for some, for some of us, it could take just sitting and being quiet and listening, but there could be some energy work and clearing that needs to happen to, you know, for you to believe that you can be that person. Right. And that, yes. that's easy stuff. We can help you with that. Like that's totally yes. easy. Right. Um, the second step is to, is to surrender. Right. And surrender is one of those things where people are like, and so by surrender, I mean like surrender to what is like, whatever is the reality at the time. So I'll go back to the bakery. Right. And it's like, well, the reality was I was still in culinary school and I, there was no money for the bakery. Right. And just surrendering to, okay, this is reality right now. Yeah. Instead of like, I need to make this change. Right. But like, I just surrender to this is what it is in the present moment. And that allows you to open up and allows things to start flowing through you instead of you trying to control and push and force because the universe, God, whatever you want to say, can do exponentially greater things than you can ever do. <laughs> so just let it go. <laughs> just release. Yeah. Right. Do you feel this is, I feel like this is something that I, at this point in my life, find rather easy to do, but for someone who's like, okay, just surrender, huh? Like, what do we, like, Right. it's easier said than done sometimes. Mm -hmm. So what would you, I actually, I'm, I'm sincerely asking, cause I'm like, how would I explain that to someone other than to just keep practicing it? Yeah. But yeah. how, yeah. Yeah. So I think it, first off, it's like, cause that person's in their mind, right? So let's just meet them where they are, right? Mm -hmm. And in our mind, we think that if we surrender to how things are, then we'll get more of that ick in our life, right? Like if I, if I surrender to like, I'm just gonna, uh, we'll use body stuff, right? If I just surrender okay. to I'm a hundred pounds overweight, then okay. I'm gonna get more overweight, right? But what it really is, is if you surrender to this is how my body is right now, and I'm going to love it for where it is. That's right? the key. We're not talking to be complacent. Right. There's a difference. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's accepting what is right now. Right. And then, then from there, we'll, we'll go on to the next step. But when you can accept where it is right now, you can think about it from a, um, from a, the, going back to the logical point, point, when we when we resist it, um, what we do is we like build this wall around us and keep us in that energy, right? Resistance. This, so they say, yes. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um, and it this that act of of resistance, it activates the energy of that thing that you don't want. Right. right? So, like, the more you fight, the more like something's going to fight back against you. I mean, think about like, look at our, our freaking country, right? We have the war on drugs, the war on this, the war on that. Everything's is war on that. Has it, has it helped any? No. No. Because no. we're focusing our attention on it. I agree with that. Right. Yeah. And I think the, the feeling of the ease, you know, like the surrender to, you know, this, this, like, I think the, the body weight is a great example and accepting it with love and understanding that it's okay, it can change, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
So then step three is getting into the, like um, my teacher calls it the done state. I like that it is done state, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this is when, when we believe that it's happened already, right? And live from that space, right? Then it's very different than I want this because when we want it, right? We're declaring that it's not happening, that it's you're, not. Yeah, you're focusing on the lack. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And again, yeah. this is another one of those things where people think this is like counter manifesting, right? But the reality is, right? When you focus on it's happened, it is already like the, 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 the thing is done already, right? You just may not see in the physical world, then like you, you operate from the place of it being done. Right. Yeah. So, um, I heard this example. Let me see if I can try to make this explain this right. Let me see if I can get a piece of paper. Um, so if you have this piece of paper, my energy bill, um, if you have a piece of paper, right. And if you imagine that this is like all of time and everything that's ever happened is on here, right. Like you can, if you like folded up the paper, it is all like, everything's all in one, one spot. Like it's done. Like everything's in the same timeline. Right. But when it opens up, it's on a spread out timeline. Right. And you can just, you know, if you are like a, a pencil, right. The pencil just sees this timeline. Right. And is only like, I'm right here. I'm right here. It's not done. It's not done. Right. But if the pencil could like zoom out, like and see through the eye of that pencil, see the whole entire field and see like, oh, it's all, it's already done, right? Like, so I'm just, even though I'm in the physical world, I'm in this little spot, like I know that it's already done over here. Yeah. Um, and when you can, when you can live in that spot, like for me, it was like, oh, the bakery already happened. I just need to bring it to the physical world. Yeah. The decision- It's a little esoteric, I think sometimes when this, if this is a new concept to people. Yes. Um, but I 100% have experienced this and am also in the process of, you know, trying to experience bigger ones, but you can, um, you can start with small, small examples to give your brain some proof, you know, mm -hmm. There's, it, it, I think sometimes when we talk about new year, people look at such big lofty goals as we'll say, right that mm -hmm. it's very hard to take this zoomed out view and say it's already done because you're you're putting yourself in a place of that's very far reaching right it's harder to to make that timeline jump in your mind mm -hmm. yeah yeah and like when we can just and this goes back to the alignment and yes. something we hadn't talked about really is just embodiment and embodiment yeah. is stepping into that energy you know of that that identity of the person it's like yeah yeah it's, it's already done i just kind of have to do yeah. these actions you know to bring it forward because everything that we are is a frequency right yes. and whatever frequency you're at you're going to get more of so if you're living in the frequency of shame you're going to keep finding people putting shame on you if you're in the frequency mm -hmm. of anger you're going to keep finding things to be angry about right uh -huh. living in the frequency of like that client who was like oh i'm the dog's mom like i just do these things I just do these things. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, one of my practices, I think you're probably going to get there, but that would be, you know, in my morning meditation, it is just to feel into literally feel the experiences. Don't worry about the how. Yes. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. <laughs>
And I love this one. But, um, one of my teacher, the teacher of this course I'm taking, Sarah, that mentioned, she said something, and you may have heard this before, but I was like, oh my gosh. But she said, uh, you know, she talks about how the universe is neutral and that it says yes to everything. Yeah. Right. So if, it doesn't hear no. So no, it's just asserting more, bring it to me. Right. <laughs> like if it says yes to everything. If we're like, you know, why bad things always happen to me? They're like, oh, okay. You yeah. want bad things always happen to you. Okay. Yes. Yes. Like, or even just when people are like, I can't do that. I'm broke. Well, now you're going to continue to be broke. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, so, so being in that state and again, like I say all this stuff and I also, I mean, you know how I feel about this. Like, yes, this is it. And I know that a lot of times we can have heart walls, we can have traumas, we can have underlying, um, underlying things in our subconscious that are blocking us from being able to embody that because yes. it doesn't feel safe. And right. until your subconscious feels safe, it's not going to do those things. So that's where the energy work piece comes in to release the crap, to clear it out, right? So that you can want to do it. So want yes. to not even do it, just be it. Right? Yeah. yeah. We're giving very simple high level steps. It's deeper, but, um, but we can help with that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So step four um, is to just detach. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The how is not your job. Not Let your the job. universe figure it out. Right. Be in the energy of it. Just continue to do it. So for me, it was like, okay, I'm, I am a bakery owner of a gluten-free allergen friendly bakery. Right. So what I did, I just kept recipe creating. Took me a long time. Trust me. <laughs> like, but I just kept doing the things that I knew that a gluten-free allergen friendly bakery owner would do like at the beginning stages of the bakery. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes like we don't detach because it's like, I need a plan and I need to know what's going to happen. That's control. And it's so much more fun. Just to let the universe give it to you. It doesn't mean Absolutely. you're sitting for nothing like, <laughs> but just like, okay, yeah. I don't, like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and your ego gets involved. I would say sometimes it might also help to just not bother to tell other people what you're working on in that regard, because they not always depends who you surround yourself with. Yes. But if you, if it's people that are going to be planting the seeds of doubt, like how the hell are you supposed to make that happen? I wouldn't bother telling people about those visions that you have for yourself. Unless you want <laughs> my strategy. Right. But then me, I'm like, I love those people. Cause I'm like, F you watch me. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I mean, it depends who I, it is. Right. It depends who it is. It depends what, what, how, you know, it, the, obviously everybody's going to be, have different things. I'm, you know, I just, for me, I guess I say that cause I'm thinking from my own reference. Like sometimes I get, my fear is people are going to think I'm crazy when I'm like, Oh no, that's already happened. And they're like, uh, really? I don't freaking see it. I'm like, I don't worry about it. You know? <laughs> Like I just, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'll just, they are going to think I'm a little bit off my rocker. But <laughs> so it's so funny. It was a little change of subject. Oh, I don't have my phone near me, but this, um, you know, I go out every night, my dog, we go and play, meet up with these other people. He's got a bunch of friends. My dog has more friends than I do. I promise you. Um, but I was showing them, I'm getting these Valentine's day pictures for him. 
And it's like a little kissing booth, you know, it's the cutest thing. But I was showing one of the, the guys that was there and he's like, you are obnoxious. And I was like, I know, right? I love it. And I was like, the funny thing is three years ago, I would have said the same exact thing. And I still think I'm like, it's obnoxious, but I'm owning it. Like I'm completely owning that this is who I am now. And I don't, you know, I just laugh when he says it and I'm like totally fine with it. And I also yeah. know that, like other people like, you know, they just operate differently and like, no, I'm not telling anybody like yeah. I'm a, I'm a, what they call a, um, oh my gosh, a what, mismatcher, right? So if somebody tells me, no, I'm going to like figure out a way to say yes. Somebody tells me, yeah, I'm always going to find the opposite, but uh, that's yeah. fair, you know, where some people like, you know, do better off, like you said, of just like, keep it to yourself. Just, well, I mean, I'm, I'm wholly rebellious. That's for sure. But, um, yeah, I just think with some of those things, I, if it's my, my bigger aspirations, sometimes I just don't want anybody planting any doubt yeah or telling me it's silly because I don't really care what they think I just don't want to hear it yeah that's me don't care I mean I'd tell close friends and if they're gonna doubt me I'd be like oh you just watch (laughs) Mm -hmm. I also don't have that many I it's not like I have friends that would say that to me I tend to (laughs) I don't surround myself with those people so yeah Yeah. So, I mean, and that really leads to the point, like we'd mentioned already, but it's worth saying again, is that if your subconscious mind doesn't believe it, you're not, it's not going to happen for you. Right. And there's, I mean, we can go on and on. There's so many things like the language that you say to yourself, what we call using transition words and consciously blabbing. And there's things like that, that we can talk about. We could create a whole workshop around this. We really could. I know, <laughs> um, but we want to dive into now, um, and this is again, getting also woo woo stuff um, is looking at, Yay. right? Like looking at your energy centers, AKA your chakras in helping you to get what you want, right? And so do you want to just briefly explain chakras and what they are? Well, chakra, I, I mean, I, yeah, I can, I can try. I would say, I mean, we've talked about them often on here. So anybody that's listened, um, we all have, you know, various energy centers in our body, but the chakra system aligns with seven various energies that kind of swirl down the center line of your body, right? Mm-hmm. And they're um, associated with, you've got your root that's at the bottom, like, you know, like it would indicate your root. Um, next one up would be sacral, which is about in your, like where your sex organs are housed. Um, next would be sacral, right? So we have red, root is red. Um what did I say? Oh, sacral is orange. They, they have colors that correlate. I visualize them in colors because yeah. that helps me remember. Um, solar plexus is yellow. And that's kind of like your, um, like your production house, right? Would you call it that? I guess. Yeah. So there's, it's about power and will. So yeah. Yeah. And it's like in your digestive system and stuff. And then your heart chakra, that's obvious. That's associated with the color green throat is associated with the color blue. And that is actually your throat chakra is one of the keys for manifestation, which I don't think people often realize because you speak it to mm-hmm. be true, right? Your, your throat chakra is a pretty important one. Um, and then third eye, which is connected to your intuition and usually connected to um, like an indigo color, right? Mm-hmm. Did I say blue for for um, throat chakra? And then your crown, which is uh, in, it's associated with like a violet color. And that would be like your connection to higher sources. And that's where you would get, you know, a lot of that connection to source power. At least that's how I see it. Um, So, yeah. And there's many, many ways to connect with your chakras. Yeah. And, and with the chakras. So for if, if anybody like is listening and you're like me, who 
whenever people talk about chakras, I tune them out because I was like, that's evil stuff, right? That's all like Eastern medicine, wackadoo stuff. Because growing up for me in a conservative Christian home, it was like, no, like there, there was just, it was like, it was voodoo, right? And then I learned that within our endocrine system, right? Within our body, right? We have these different centers of energy, right? So like Deb, Deb talked about your root is all about um, your sexuality. Your um, sacral is all about your digestion. Your Wait, isn't it? Hang on. Now I'm getting myself confused. Anyway, carry on. (laughs) The lower ones, I guess, are, yeah, they're all going to kind of be intertwined down there. Yeah. So it's like you have your sex organs, and then you have your digestive organs, and then you have your energy organs, like your adrenals. Gotcha. Okay. And so those three are connected to physical world stuff, right? And then you have your heart center, right? And the heart center, so you have those lower three, which are all physical body type stuff, and then you Mm -hmm. have your heart which is a bridge to those upper three, which the throat is all, as Deb mentioned, is all about communication, right? Your third eye is connected to your pineal gland, which, and so your throat is your thyroid area, right? And your pineal gland. Um, And then, and that's all about like perception, intuition, right? And then the crown is like right above your head. And I don't really know if that like endocrine system, if that really is connected to anything. It's yeah, like, like yeah. you know, out of your head. Um, but that one is like, as Deb mentioned, is about connecting to. It's all about awareness and connecting to like wisdom, you know, and and knowledge and being able to see and like see the connectedness of everything. So it literally does have a scientific basis. Like for anybody who's like, that stuff is wackadoo. You are right. It is wackadoo and it has a scientific basis. Well, that's the more that you dive into this stuff, you do often start to recognize that it all sounds like it came from something made up, but why do so many different cultures and so many different, like it evolved in various places and yet they all are kind of aligned. So there has to be some truth to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, and yeah, just start playing with it from an experience standpoint and you'll see the truth in it. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it, but even you can feel different experiences in your different chakras. Mm-hmm. And and we all we all operate from different authorities, right? So we've talked a tiny bit. We had we talked about human design before, but right. we all have like a one of our energy centers that is more of a guiding authority for us. And and not and there's, you know, you could operate from different ones, but for a lot of us, if we know that we have a gut reaction to like somebody asks us to do something and we feel it like in our low belly, like that's a yes for me, that's a no. You're probably somebody who operates strongly from your sacral. A lot of people operate from the solar plexus. So you might, you'll feel it in different areas of your belly, but those are your chakras lighting up. Yes. They're talking to you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to run through these like kind of quickly, but, um, you know, as as slow as we can, but just for time's sake, we're going to run through these because where these play into creating, um, the experiences that we want to have manifesting, right. Is that they, each of them represent a different aspect of our lives. Right. And when, if that manifestation gets blocked in any of your chakras, it's like, wait, why do I not feel forward? Like you feel like you're hitting this invisible wall. 
right? And it literally is, it's an invisible wall around the chakra. Because if you imagine that your chakra system, this energy system is this river flowing right through you, any dam that it has, like the blocking the energy, if it's dammed up in your heart, the energy is not going to go down here, right? If it's, if it's, or, you know, might not flow down or flow up. And then, so you can see some people who are so stuck in like, earthly stuff, like physical stuff, you know, they're so struggling with like the physical body and that kind of stuff. And they have a lot of stuff and stuck energy there. Or there's some people, there's this state, there's this um, phrase that says, um, they're so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. Yeah. Right. And that they're so like their heads in the clouds. I mean, you see these spiritual people who are like, huh? like, oh God, they drive me nuts. <laughs> right? Like they're so like, you know, talking about etherical stuff all the time. And you're like, put your feet on fucking earth like like here in the physical world like be in the physical world well this is why they all need attention right Right. like you you could pick a favorite one and say that's the one i want to focus on but they all need attention yeah 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 so when we look at manifesting and creating you know what it is that you want like the the idea as i mentioned like when i had the bakery and i didn't know it at the time but it was like it was like this idea was just dropped down in into my head i didn't come it wasn't from me it just like almost like this like little like you know balloon just drop this little thing down right and so your crown is where you receive the energy of the idea Right. And it like comes from the cosmos into your crown and it drops down into as an idea. And I'm sure that you probably all heard like you've had an idea for something. And then if you don't do it, then you hear about somebody else and you're like, that was my idea. (laughs) And there are no new ideas is always what I've heard. Right. But <laughs> like, I feel like, like, not I feel like, but I know like the cosmos, the world, the universe, God, whatever is like, I want to birth these things. I'm going to, I'm going to deliver this to this person. And if the person's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like by, cause they're so blocked, it's going to go to somebody else, you know, yeah. so they wouldn't do it. So this yeah. seed is planted in your soul. Right. And it, it can be done. Right. But when, when you're blocked, when this area, this crown is, is blocked, you feel stuck and uninspired, right? So if you're just like, I just don't know what I want to create. I don't know what I want to do. I have no goals. Your crown chakra might be blocked. That is a good indicator, right? So then it goes down from the crown into your third eye, which is your pineal gland, right? And that's like where, um, like if you like you, you're stuck on the how to, Right. Or like, like you had the idea, but it's like, what's the next step? Like when, when it's not blocked, you're like, oh, this is the next step. This is just the thing that I'm going to do. Right. You have direction, you, you know, but when it's blocked, like you don't have that direction. Yeah. And I would say, because that's your intuition for, for me and for many people that I've worked with and know, it's almost like there's, there's no question, like a, a direction is shown and there's no question you're going that way. It's not even like you are like trying to navigate a map or anything. Yeah. It's just clear. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, with the bakery, I was like, okay, I'm just doing this thing. Nobody's right. done and then, it. And then the path showed up, right? Yeah. 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 And it didn't show up like, whoa. It was just like, oh, I got to start recipe testing. <laughs> like yeah. little, little re- revelations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then the next um, chakra, then we go, we're going down is your throat. And this is, as Deb mentioned, like where you express and talk about your goal. Like you're literally speaking it into being, 
Yeah. Right? And you allow it to come forth as an expression, as a creation, because, you know, I mean, like, we're like, oh, I said that and I can't take that back. You know, like, <laughs> just, you got to put it out there into the world. Um, when it's blocked, it's when you feel like you can't talk about it to anybody, which is different than what Deb said, because like, it's not that you can't, don't like, you're not just going to tell everybody. Like for her, it's, I'm not going to tell everybody, but I'm going to talk about my, talk about it to my trusted inner circle. But when yeah. it's blocked, you're like, no, I can't tell anybody this because they're going to laugh at me. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I will, I know we've told this story several times before, but because throat chakra is one that I've had to work on repeatedly and I used to lose my voice all the time. I am trying to think, have I lost my voice since that one time? Maybe, maybe I've lost it one other time for a day. But when we had started working together and I was in a pretty uh, dire state of life and I was really looking to change directions, but um, I had lost my voice for literally seven days, like completely mute, unable to speak. Mm -hmm. And that is, and I remember you did some, you, I, at that time we had only worked together a little bit and I didn't really realize you could do energy work around that. And I hadn't mentioned it. And it finally, I think I had to cancel a call because we couldn't, I couldn't speak. And I was like, I can't do my call today because I have no voice. And you were like, uh, do you want me to do some energy work around that? Mm -hmm. And like literally in the second you did it, all of a sudden my voice came back. Um, but that for me, it's just interesting because that's, that was, when I was married, I would lose my voice at least once to eat, once a year. Yeah. And so, I was unable to speak my truth quite often in that situation. And can I, I just brought up because, you know, I keep notes. Well, you, and you have the Google drive docs. So I just uh -huh. looked up, you know, what, it, what some of the things were that came what up. Right. And so, um, there was a bunch of like, um, let me, it's funny. Cause I look at this and I'm like, wow, I do energy work differently, but that's, um, then now, but, um, that was years ago now. It's crazy. No, oh, that's 2018. Um, so there was an emotional resonance of defensiveness. There was an image that symbolized creative insecurity and emotional trauma around 21. Um, a memory about a specific event around age nine that symbolized confusion, a despair anchor of I can never get ahead. Um, a emotional resonance of defensiveness, an image that symbolized discouragement, trapped emotion of discouragement and frustration. I mean, it was, that's a hundred percent stuff I was really working with at that right. time. Yeah. And there were, so I did one, two, um, two sessions around that. Um, there was an image of you that symbolized unworthy. There was an emotional trauma at age 20. Um, yeah. Okay. So kind of fascinating. It's, it's so many things. It's, and, and I mean, yeah, it, at that point in my life, I mean, the, literally every, every single piece of my life was an upheaval. So yeah, it's, it's not shocking, but it's just interesting that that was a manifestation of how stuck I was feeling in that moment. Cause I could, I, I could not talk at all. Not even a whisper was coming out of my throat for yeah. a week. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a really blocked throat chakra. <laughs> Very blocked throat chakra. I know. And I remember you texting, you were like, wait a minute. Like, and you're like, I just couldn't be now I was able to speak. <laughs> Still, stuff like that. It's like, oh my gosh, this stuff's crazy. Right? So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're going down the throat, um, and we're going down, and then into your heart. And the heart, like when it's unlocked, this is where, like, you're just so inspired. Like, you're just doing things, and you you just don't even think about it. Like, you just have this unstoppable motion and moving forward, and you just have that get up and go. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. Like, the how isn't like 
you know, even in your mindset, cause you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna do this. You know, if you're blocked, right? Then you just have no motivation. Like you're playing it safe. Like you're like, oh, I don't want people to see me, right? And you're doing nothing to, to, to move this vision forward. Yeah. Um, and then in down, down below the heart is your solar plexus. And this is um, where things start to feel more tangible and real, like, and, and like you're seeing it come to fruition and, and like that inspired action is the seed that's been planted and it's like starting to grow and you're starting to see it. Um, when this is blocked, you can tend to experience procrastination, which I know probably none of you ever experience. <laughs> um, and then below that is your sacral. And this is when um, the idea really like, like we talked about, like you have the seed planted and the sacral is where things are really getting birthed. Like, and you're yeah. just seeing it, you know, start to grow and, and really build out. Um, and when it's, it's like your fertilization area, mm -hmm. you think about it that way, right? Yep. Yeah. And so when it's blocked, um, it's like you're taking action and it just is not turning out the way. Like, it's just not easy. It's not like turning out the way that you thought it would. It's just not like happening the way that you think it is. Um, and then the root area is where the idea is like just birth. Like it's, 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 it's there. So like, you know, if I just keep referencing the bakery, but it's like when the bakery opened, it's like, look, it's here. Like, you know, this physical, this thing that I had in my head is now this physical form and, um, it is, it's self-sustaining. Like it doesn't need really, it doesn't really need you anymore. Whether it's a business, whether it's a project, whether it's a piece of art, right. It's like, now it has its own energy. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's its own entity at this point. Okay. Um, but it, when that energy is blocked, um, is if that thing, that business, that idea, that thing, like, um, is like needs your constant attention, eh? and there's like a lot of complaints that are coming up from it, then, then it can tend to be blocked. So it's an interesting little visual. If you picture the idea, like dropping in and kind of weaving its way down through the system, right? right? Like the, the things that you're creating coming literally through you. Mm -hmm. right? It's a, it's a nice visual. And that I will say this is that as women, you know, we were created to birth things, right? Men like plant the seed, they go in, they plant the seed and then they go, you know, away. And then we're left with this like thing to grow and develop. And one of the hardest things that I see for women in business, and I know this seems like a different topic, but it's not, it's like in women in business, they're always like, this is my baby. This is the thing that I birthed. Right. And they really have a hard time thinking of like leaving a business, leaving, like selling a piece of art. Right. Cause it's just my baby. You know, men are like, I build a business, I sell it, build a business, sell it. Like <laughs> it's just, this is how we operate. And so it's not that women can't be good at business or can't like, but it's just that we have to recognize, right. That, that these things are being birthed through us and we're the vessel for them and being willing to, to be that instead of thinking that we are the creation. Yeah. Right. I like that. So when you think about manifesting, it's like, am I willing to be the vessel that this thing flows through and then like, let it manifest through me and then yeah. go on to the next thing. Yeah. Right? So all of this, I mean, we, we covered a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. And the underneath of this is that if you're hearing this and you're like, yeah, but I still feel blocked. Let us help you. Let us help you.
there's a lot, a lot, a lot you can do. I, I mean, you can do some breath work things on your own. Um, yeah, I personally, I mean, I, I don't know if I put anything in here for you to put in an offer, but, um, yeah, I can do breath work, yoga, any, anything that will help with that. And then, um, the sound healing or obviously energy healing, but so many ways you can approach it. So many different ways. And if, um, if you truly are feeling blocked, it's because you are. So just trust <laughs> like yeah. just trust that that knowing and like you know there's that subconscious you know energy needs to be moved out and you can let look like Deb said look up breath work online breath work is an amazing thing to do that song that I played just that I put up there just listen to it and just ask what needs to be unblocked like your subconscious will let you know for sure um but if not and you're like i still need help um i'm gonna put this um oh wait i'm gonna put it in the wrong spot let me oh yeah no i put it in the comments um you can schedule a call with me and we can talk about what what things maybe it will not post um but we can talk about what can be done, right, to help you to move through that. You know, I saw this client, and I tell you this, I love this. I just saw a client this morning in Pilates, and she just, um, she's a former client. We worked together last year, and she just came off of two-week vacation. When we first started working together this time last year, she was working for this guy that she, this company that she did not like working for. She was afraid to go off and start her own business. She was heartbroken still over this relationship that had ended a while ago, and she was just like, I just like I can't seem to get away out of myself. And by the end of our working together, she had quit her job. She had opened her own private practice. She's a therapist, opened her own private practice and was fully booked out. She had raised her prices and, and she got in a relationship with somebody and that she's been dating ever since. And, and the end, she just took two week vacation over the holidays. And she's like, I've never done that before, Heather. It's a beautiful way to end it. I know. I love what I do. <laughs> so, okay. Have fun manifesting, creating the experiences that you want. Let us know how this helps you and we will see you on the next one. All right. Bye. Bye.